is up, Fantasy Fam? Here we are, August 27th. We are, what, a week and two days away, or three days away from the start of the NFL season. Oh, something like uh, that. I can't believe it. It's, I think it's like, 10, it's like 10 days. Let's be real here. It's, it's 10 days. Um, unbelievable. We are through three weeks of the preseason. And the sad thing about this is, is I, I haven't had one fantasy draft yet. <laughs> yeah. I the only fantasy drafts I have had have been rookie drafts. Other than that, I have not had one redraft league. That doesn't Those count. are... Those are set up for tomorrow, Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday. Oh, the next so, week. The next week is yeah, going to be co- coconuts, as, as you would yeah, say. It's going to be coconuts. I heard I got a lot of uh, <laughs> I got a lot of backslash support for using coconuts. I love it. Um, I love it. But yeah, here we are back again. It is just me and my wonderful cousin uh, Shven over here yep. uh, flying solo tonight. But we are going to talk about a ton of news. We're going to catch you up on the last week of preseason, which. Let's be real. Week three of the preseason is the most important uh, week of the preseason. It's the mo- We see the starters for the most part uh, for that first half or so. So we're going to catch you up on some news that happened during those games, some injuries we need to uh, you know discuss that might impact your fantasy team. Uh, we're going to talk about some you know some guys who might be rising ADP wise because of those injuries or just in general. And then our main topic is going to be on steals. We're going to go through some some of our. Uh, biggest proponents this year of guys for late round picks that we just want to be all over this year. Um, yeah, I, I have bet, two. I bet you do, Panama Red. <laughs> hey, hey. I mean, if they're going to help me, if they're going to help me win my championships, I will be all over. I, I will be all we'll, over. We will that. save that for a later date. Um, so we're going to talk about deals because they are the biggest determinant of winning, in my opinion. Values are great. Your first round picks and hitting on all your first fourth round picks are a wonderful thing. Steals. But the thing is, is if you look at the the biggest percentage of players who helped you win your titles last year, steals a, a good majority of them came twelfth round to undrafted. I mean, it's that's where you're gonna win. The biggest deter- who was the biggest determining factor of winning last year? It was Alvin Kamara. Boom. And he was either picked with your last second to last pick, or he wasn't picked, wasn't drafted. He, so easily the biggest steal yeah. I've I've seen in fantasy football in ever. Yeah, in ever. Yeah, in ever. In ever. <laughs> <laughs> so, so for me, it's you know it, it is very important to distinguish yourself uh, you know against some of these other teams by picking late round gems that will you know help propel you because you know your Todd Gurley's of the world are going to have great years. You want to make sure that your late round picks have just as great a year. So let's just jump straight into the news. We have a ton to talk about. All right. So first piece of news is Marquise Lee. Ooh. This is this Rough. is too soon. Rough. Dude. Um. Yeah. His his knee. Injury actually just watched it again it's brutal um, yeah it, it was bad i mean we can attribute it to just a, a you know a strong play um you know i was coming across the middle but i think the nfl helmet new helmet rule and helmet contact rule is kind of it's, bo- to this. it's bonkers that, that freaking rule is just I know. it's crap it's bananas uh, it's, no it's coconuts <laughs> no no it's it's beyond coconuts it's <laughs> it's like rotting coconuts it's so bad <laughs> yeah it's it's and of course you know a guy who just got you know it's a good thing for marquise because he did just sign a contract so he'll be back and better than ever next year um but for those who had drafted him already who had a lot of faith in him as that you know emerging as that number one it's uh you know unfortunately it'll have to wait a year but it does bring way for two other guys to step up potentially three in keelan cole dd westbrook and dante moncrief however you decide to draft one of those uh, all of their adps will probably rise now yeah. a little bit not much but I, a little bit a little bit yeah keelan cole i was huge on keelan cole last year uh i think yeah towards the end of towards the end of the season last year i want to say that i actually picked him up in a couple leagues and he definitely helped me out uh, D.D. Westbrook, I mean, for, former Heisman Trophy runner-up, but yep. he still hasn't lived up to the hype. 
of what he could do. I mean, this this could be his year. Uh, yeah, and we will talk we, about him we don't at know. a later time we slash date. We don't know. And Dante Moncrief, I'm so over him. This guy, oh, yeah, no. He's <laughs> the only reason I would consider him is based on capital, is the fact that they signed him for a one-year deal, but it was like an $8 million deal, I think. Yeah, yeah. Like $9 million deal. I think they signed him for a ridiculous amount of money this year. So if, if they signed him for that and they're not going to use him, that makes no sense to me. So uh, I don't know. Ooh. You got just, over there. just drinking a little uh, October Oktoberfest. Ooh, oh, nice, nice. Tis the season, even though it's August. It's August, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> Pumpkin spice so, is back at Dunkin' Donuts, by the way. Yes, oh, I know. Star- uh, I don't care about Dunkin' Donuts. I care more about Starbucks. Uh, so the Starbucks, the Starbucks pumpkin spice is just—it's a revelation. Oh my god! Um, I was so happy. I got one before. <laughs> so delicious. <laughs> so next piece of news is more for a future kind of play, but also, you know, it's injuries happen all the time. And if we see Todd Gurley go down, God forbid, this year, John Kelly looks like he could emerge as, as a running back, too. I really do. I think I, I make a firm statement that, that if Todd Gurley does go down, John Kelly automatically becomes a top 24 running back. Oh, even even more yeah. so, honestly. He's actually I mean, Todd Gurley hasn't played a snap in preseason, I don't think. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Well, I don't think he has need it all. for him to play. Exactly. There's no. There's absolutely no need for him too. I mean, but John Kelly has been absolutely te- like it's. It's kind of. It kind of stinks for him too because it's like we can't really see his potential because on some other teams he probably could be the starter. You know, after what he showed in preseason. Yeah, and the fact is, is that you know, 64 yards, two touchdowns in this previous game, week three. I mean, it's just he just looks explosive. He is a. I, I really like him. Um, unfortunately, it was the worst possible scenario for him to go into in, one, in Los Angeles. One of, yeah. <laughs> but, hey, injuries happen, like we said, so he is another guy to be on your radar for um, you know potential pickup. Oh, without a doubt, a handcuff. No, no handcuffs. All right, sorry, no. not, a, not a handcuff, just a, just a pickup. <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, piece of news that doesn't really matter much. Uh, as a as a Jets fan, you know I'm I'm sorry to see this happen, but you know Eric Decker has retired. Um, he did sign with the Patriots for nothing. Um, tried to try out for them, for and now moment. he makes yeah, <laughs> and now he makes the Patriots even more thin at wide receiver, which is a wonderful thing uh, for all you Chris Hogan owners, for all you Rob Gronkowski owners. Um, and, it's, that, and that's it. <laughs> um, and actually, uh, James White. James White is the other Oh, well, there you go. There you go. James yeah. White as well. Yeah. James White, I think, takes a step forward now with that um, Eric Decker retiring news. Yeah. Um, next piece of news that I think matters a little bit, even though one of them will be drafted, the other one probably won't be, unless it's a big league, um, you know, a lot of bench spots, is this competition for the Bengals number two. Um, Bengals were really not relative last year, but that competition for number two could have pretty decent implications uh, between John Ross and Tyler Boyd. I watched the game this pre- this this weekend with the Bengals um, against the Bills, I think, right? It doesn't matter, honestly. Yeah, but I think yeah, it was the Bills. I think it was the Bills. <laughs> Both of them actually looked pretty solid. John Ross had that ridiculous catch. 57-yard bomb. And then he, and then he juked uh, the two defenders. It was unbelievable. And then Tyler Boyd actually looked pretty solid. I mean, John J- Ross was, like... He was a first. He was a first round pick. I mean, he has yeah, he has right. the potential to be pretty nasty from Washington. From yeah, they, uh, from the they invested top ten pick in him. Yeah. They invested a top ten pick so, in Ross. So I feel like they're going to utilize both of them. But if I had to put my finger on it, I would definitely um, side more with Ross, even though he has the injury history. Same. same. Yeah, he's going like the fourteenth round right now. I'd be more than happy to take him. Um, could, could be with a good value. Pick. Could be a good value. You don't. Well, here's the thing that. Who, who's their tight end? I love Tyler. Tyler I, I love Tyler Eifert, but he is 
so fragile. I know. You I touch know. him and he's he's done. He falls apart. Yeah, they really have one else. They cut Brandon LaFell, remember? So they don't really have that. I mean, they've Josh Malone, but other than that, they don't really have that much depth there. So I think both of them could have an so impact. So three wide receiver sets, I could yeah. I could see that with AJ Green. I mean, yeah. So Joe Mixon and Gio Bernard can both catch the ball. However, um, I do I do like that number two role in Cincinnati having a pretty decent impact. They, um, they so could be a decent team like, this year, but it's probably not going to happen. <laughs> Even if they make the playoffs, they're going to lose. <laughs> Marvin Lewis. It's tough. It's a tough division. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, next piece of news is from my own and from my own heart. Here is the Jets. Uh, it is all but. It, there's no news that's come out about this yet, but it's just a hypothesis at this point, based Ooh. on all signs pointing to Sam Darnold starting Week One. <laughs> uh, great sign for the Jets. I'm very happy for that. Let him start. See how he plays. He's not uh, a quarterback that looks like he's going to get rattled very easily. He's a mature guy. Yeah, he does. He looks actually very yeah. comfortable. Right, he's not a guy who's skittish. So even if he does lose five games, you know, if he, even if he does go like five and eleven, or he goes, you know, four and twelve, I don't think that's going to break his confidence uh, too much. He seems like a really confident, smart guy. So I'm I'm very happy with that Jets decision, if that's the case. You almost have to. He almost kind of has to expect not really having a good season, mind you. I mean, they're playing the Dolphins twice a year. Yeah, exactly. They play the Dolphins. Good. They're playing the freaking Bills. Mm. So that Bills could be that could be four that could be four wins right there. Right, and Darnold, you know, the defense, the defense is good. They have some decent offensive weapons. So, you know, Sam Darnold should be... Well, yeah. From a fantasy perspective, he has zero value at the moment. <laughs> but that could change depending on how he starts the year. If your you know, quarterback goes down or you're True. kind of looking for some True. depth, he's, a, he's a, you know, a guy you could pick up waiver wire, you know, week two, week three. But, you know, I thought it was some news to point out, especially for the likes of Robbie Anderson owners, um, maybe Isaiah Crowell owners, uh, that's really it. Yeah, um, maybe below <laughs> Powell in like a deeper league. Mm, maybe. maybe. Uh, it's, a anyway. big, it's a big maybe. <laughs> so we cross we cross over to the other locker room now. We talk about Odell Beckham getting a huge contact, uh, contract with Rid- the Giants. Ridiculous. I'm happy this day has finally come. I did not want to have a saga happen in New York again. Uh, Beckham signs a contract, five-year, $95 million. Doll hairs. Um, well, I'm gonna um, correct you. What? It's actually it's actually in Jersey. It's not in New uh, York. Sorry, it's in East Rutherford. <laughs> it's about 25 minutes from my house. Uh, yeah, it's it's a huge thing for the uh, for the Giants. It is a great thing to get him signed before the season starts, and now he can just focus on football. And this was a long day coming, so I'm very happy for a them. A very long time coming. Yeah, uh, it's well worth it too. He's been the best running, uh, best one of the best in the game. Exactly. Football. He got injured last year through week what before. Yeah, but you know what? He, he's a fantastic wide receiver. He puts up 1,000 yards, uh, 95-plus catches, and 10-plus touchdowns. He's a stud. So well-deserved from him. I hope he matures, but whatever. <laughs> uh, so some guys who, as of right now, according to some uh, some Roto World uh, news uh, headlines and outlets, um, some two Washington players, uh, Jordan Reed and Chris Thompson, both expected to be ready for week one. Uh, the fragile one in Jordan Reed is on track. Uh, his toes are all in a line, and they are ready to hit the field. Uh, and then Chris Thompson coming back from the torn ACL, which is absolutely coconuts uh, uh, to me, because he he tore his ACL, what, halfway through the season? Almost was, halfway through the season? He was tearing it up. So the fact that he's ready, and he might not be 100%, but I do like him. And then he, uh, and then he tore it up, literally. Yeah, and then he literally. <laughs> but Jordan Reed is the big wild card, because Jordan Reed right now is going, Cave of, you know, Tight end. He's going like tight end ten. You, I mean, you that, could have him. <laughs> honestly, I hate Jordan. I've had him before. He's burned me when he got hurt. But uh, 
he's healthy. He's going as tight end 10 plus, and he is a monster. And Alex Smith loves his tight ends. Exactly. Proven so, with Travis oh, oh. Kelsey in Kansas City. So Vernon Davis in San Francisco. Ex- I mean, exactly. Yeah. So Jordan Reed, you know exactly, you know exactly what you're gonna get with Jordan Reed if he's healthy and he's getting targets. Yeah, exactly. He's he's, he's a top five wide like tight end. Yes, Easily. he is. That's exactly. Easily. You, you know what you're getting, quote unquote. But exactly. at the same time, you also know what you're getting is the fact that he needs bubble wrap around him at all times. Not even bubble wrap. He's he's a little boy from Giants, little Giants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the pads you gave me, my mom said weren't enough. <laughs> Oh. And then the other the other uh, injury potential was now been cleared for the most part is Will Fuller will be ready for the start uh, the season in week one. He is on a lot of people's radars as a Big high man. upside Big high man. upside wide receiver two three. I'm a little bit lower on him because I'm a little bit lower on Sean Watson than some, um, but I do like Will Fuller as a you know as a solid wide receiver three. So for all of you Will Fuller owners out there, he is on track to start week one. Last piece of news we will talk about is irrelevant. But I still want to mention it because it makes me laugh. Um, as it stands right now, Nathan Peterman could be the starting quarterback for the Buffalo Bills week one. That totally affects everything for the Bills. Mind you, you're probably only drafting oh. LaShawn McCoy. Maybe Kelvin Not Benjamin. Maybe LaShawn McCoy. I mean. <laughs> Honestly, here's the thing. He's, he's, go- he's going to fall. He's, he's continued to fall. <laughs> yeah, oh, I know. The show McCoy, until those legal situation gets figured out, he is going to fall into that fourth round for most drafts. But it's like, here's the thing. If you draft two running backs, and then literally if he's just sitting there, I mean, if you're a team that's going to take a risk, why not? Yeah. If he's your running he's back three. Risk. Yeah, he's a fantastic why risk. Why not? He's not even a fantastic risk because of this, of anything other than the fact that he's just going to get a, a ton of rushing attempts and a ton of targets uh, through the air. I mean, it's, the, it's, only, it's only him. The offensive line is the worst in football. Uh, they lost four of their five starting offensive linemen from last year, and they still sucked. Um, and the quarterback situation is awful. They're going to be a team that's going to probably win three games. Um, so I just I, – I like LaShawn McCoy if I get him in that fourth, fifth round, but only if um, we know the legal situation and we know what's going to happen to him because he seems like a royal um, – questionable person i'll leave it you know pg yeah, you know. yeah right que- <laughs> yeah. but we're not gonna get into the legal nathan aspect of all of this peterman but nathan peterman could be the starting quarterback for the bills in week one and i you, i am wow <sighs> i'm, I'm gonna fly to, i'm flying to buffalo and i'm gonna go try out i haven't played football in a very long time i played quarterback my freshman year <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna try it out we can get Kurt Warner back, and he'd play better. Oh, my we God. Get, you can get anyone. I mean, hey, Rich Gannon. You know who still doesn't Jake have a job is Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, unbelievable. Uh, uh, That's another segment. I mean, it's another but segment it's, entirely, but how, still. How he doesn't have a job is, is basically because of NFL grievances, but based purely on talent. It's he should be starting in the NFL. <laughs> but once again, exactly. we're not getting into a political exactly. debate here, but it's ridiculous. ridiculous. Anyway, that is our news. Uh, week three has produced some big stories and headlines because it is the basically the warm up for most starters uh, in the NFL. As week four is mostly for guys who are on the fringe of making the team, um, so it's important that we go through and talk about some some situations that you know require it. So now now we turn to the PA de resistance of our episode. I think I said blah blah blah. Yeah, I th- yeah, you said it right. Kind uh, of. I don't know. It's fine. I'm not French. Um, I, I, I love you, man. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> I love you. I love I'm you, bro, Chacho. I'm not French, Pete. <laughs> I, I <love> you. <laughs> Peter, you're a whore. 
It's one of my favorites of the time. I think it might it's, be actually my number one. It makes me feel so uncomfortable. It's amazing, though. It's and I hope and I hope whoever's listening feels the same way when it makes you feel uncomfortable. Oh, but it's so funny. It's it's the funniest ever. Oh, just just everything about the movie is when he takes his po- when he takes the the pogo for his jaunt on the on the Venice boardwalk and oh my god, oh, it's just incredible. But. We will we will talk movies another episode because I I could talk about forgetting Sarah Marshall I could talk about Super oh my god I mean all of those are just oh, but anyway we dig- we digress yeah now we'll move on to our main topic which is steals um, steals like I said before are a really important part of your draft because you're you're basically putting your chips on those late round guys and hoping to God that they pan out. So a steal is a player who exceeds their expectations based solely on their ADP and where you draft them in the creation of your lineup. So it's an ADP-based um, situation. It's all based on, you know, where you actually get them in your draft. Okay, yes, there are people who, you know, can be drafted in the 7th or 8th round who can be a steal because they finish as the top 5 at their position. Exactly. Okay. Uh, there's usually a large difference in where they are drafted ADP-wise and how they end their uh, their season in terms of points. So it's a it's a you know a steal is a player drafted after a certain point that far exceeds their projected you know their projections or their ability. So we see them as like late round guys that we target in those later rounds. And then there, like I said before, there could there can be second round steals, third round steals, fourth round steals who finish number one. Like Todd Gurley last year went like in the early third. And I got him. Yeah. I got him in the late end, close close to the end of the think of the second yeah. round. But it was a fourteen team league, mind you. So yeah. I had to, I, I wanted to draft a right, running exactly. back. Exactly. So he could have been your running back too, and he was a steal because he finishes the number one running back, um, even being drafted in the third round. So a steal can kind of vary, but for the most point, we put our steals in the back of our draft. Those are the guys we you know we throw a dart at the board and hope it you know we land on exactly. So so to go on that really quick, uh, an example um, of one last year was Larry Fitzgerald. He was drafted in the fourth round, is what I saw. In one league that I was in, he was drafted in the fourth freaking round. Yeah. He finished He finished as the fourth wide receiver. Oh, four. Yeah, I was going to say five. Yeah. Like, it, ridiculous. I mean, that's absolutely absurd. And then another one I'll bring up, too, really quick, uh, just to give you guys a little context to help solidify the definition of a steal, is Philip Rivers was taken in, like, the 12th, I think, like, the 12th round mm-hmm. in some leagues. Maybe maybe even a little later, which mind you, that means every other quarterback was taken ahead of him. Right. Like every other every other big time quarterback. Yeah. And he finished he finished as the eighth as the eighth quarterback. Like and not even much of a huge margin after between I think like what because it was like Russell Wilson, Cam Daddy, and then between like three and eight, like it wasn't even that. I mean the Huge biggest of a margin. the biggest one last year though by far uh, was Alvin Kamara. Of, of Alvin Kamara went undrafted in a lot of leagues. He went in 12, 13. We don't even have to say anything yeah. more. <laughs> he, he went in the 14th round of some leagues. He was people were thinking Adrian Peterson was going to get a better shot over him. Um, we thought the Saints were going to stink, so they were going to have to pass a lot. And the Saints ended up being amazing. Their defense ended up being incredible. And Alvin Kamara finished as the number four running back. Um, in standard leagues, which standard only getting like a hundred, we're only getting like a hundred touches. (laughs) But that's the thing that baffled my mind the most is the fact that in a standard league, he finished as the number four running back in a PPR league, depending on your league formats, he was either the two or the three. Unbelievable. That's 
That is coconuts. So that it, right there is coconuts. So that, <laughs> it, it can happen. All you have to do is walk into a great situation where the running back in front of you goes down, the wide receiver in front of you goes down. You know, you can just have the opportunity, or it's just the fact that you're just going to exceed expectations. People don't believe in you as much as you you know you, you hope they do, and you just take off. You become a star. You know, An- Antonio Brown was a sixth round pick in the NFL draft. Right, or seventh round pick in the NFL draft, and he has now consecutively been the best wide receiver in football for what, he, five years. He has he has been the number one wide receiver in fantasy for this past four four seasons. Yeah, exactly. Which is abs- That is the that is like nuts. That's like Tory. That's like Tory Holt. Yeah. Because Tory Holt was absolutely insane for like a very very long period, but Antonio Brown. He's he he's gonna finish as the number one again this year. Yeah, and he brings it to a new level, which is just amazing. Uh, I love Antonio Brown, and you know, it keep, just do, happens, keep doing you, bro. Yeah, it just happens that you <laughs> can fall into a situation, or finally your 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 skill set clicks with a certain quarterback or a certain situation, and you become a star. So that's why steals are so important because in these redraft leagues, you know, you're not gonna hold on to them forever, but you're hoping that you know for this year that you're drafting that they have a, an immediate impact and help your team and kind of distinguish yourself from the other team in the league could could go into keeper leagues as well that's too. true absolutely you know you like you want to like okay so let's say you drafted kamara last year in the last round talk about a keeper league yeah that's holy like holy crap that's like getting adam Thielen <laughs> last year in the 11th round i mean adam which Thielen, i which i did adam I got him late in 10th, league. yeah 10th 11th 12th round last year and you if you you know he, he produced and was a top 10 wide receiver last year exactly so it happens so we're going to get into some of our steals for this upcoming season um, you can start this off because I know you have some good ones. I mean, I'm not going to say I have bad ones. Mine are great. But, uh, well, yeah, I mean, we could go into <laughs> depth on a couple of them yeah. each and then maybe just, I don't know, just go look at a list, you yeah. know, and just say some other ones that we could Yeah, we'll just talk about some other ones we have we on our list. Think, yeah. We're going to mention but, uh, our picks too, but then we'll tell guys later on. So this, this, this dude, I mean, I know I've been a fan of him ever since he came out of Oregon. And I, I believe you have as well. I have his jersey. I think you have his – do you have his Oregon jersey actually? Uh, yes, I do. You do. Um, Marcus Mariota. So I've been to Nashville and I've been to a Titans game. Um, we may be going again next year. I'm very excited. Yes. Mariota right now I think is going in the 11th round. Mind you, he's like the 17th ranked quarterback. Last year didn't – he 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 did decent enough for your team to pass by. He hurts. He and hurts you, know, you a little like, bit. He he definitely hurts you a little bit, but it's like if you had other things in place, I guess other positions filled well, that it you really didn't notice it somewhat. But eleventh round right now, I think Mariota is going to have a definitely a bounce back year. I don't think he's going to finish top ten. Um, he has potential to, but he's 17th right now. I think he's going to finish in the top 15. But going in the 11th round, you got to figure your first 10 picks before that, you're going to load your team up, team up with running backs, wide receivers, maybe a tight end. Then, okay, hey, Mariota's still sitting there. Why not give it a shot? He's got Corey Davis, Rashard Matthews, who was pretty solid mm-hmm. last year for him. I mean, Corey Davis, it's his set, what, second year? It's going to be a second year. It's a second year. Yeah, so second year. He, I mean, they say they want to get him involved a lot more. Uh, Delaney Walker, one of the best tight ends in the game, who he's got, you know, Mr. Reliable in him. They, yes, DeMarco Murray did retire. Derrick Henry, he's just, he just runs straight up and down. (laughs) He's, he's, he's like a, I guess I I want to say he's like an upgraded Brandon Jacobs. (laughs) 
that's not really a bringing endorsement. Well, well, Brandon Jacobson didn't know how to run, but anyway. he ran like he had poop in his pants. <laughs> yeah, right. It was just weird. But Derrick Henry, now he is the lead guy. Uh, 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 well, the lead. Yeah, the, the, lead, the lead. The lead rusher, maybe. But in terms of exactly, the better the running rusher, back, I'll take exactly. Dion. But anyway, exactly. And they did go out and get Dion Lewis, who is one of, my one of I absolutely love watching Dion Lewis play when he catches the ball out of the backfield. Which Mariota hasn't. He really hasn't had that. Mm, yeah, and he tried with Demarco, and, but it was. It just it really yeah. didn't work. Demarco is a run up and down, straight through the tackles kind of guy. And now Dion Lewis, I think, you know, more screens, more just little quick. Yeah, go round. So, yeah. I I really I really like the addition of Dion Lewis. I know it's only one player, but adding one player could help your quarterback out so much. So, my steal, one of my first steal that that I'm talking about is Marcus Mariota. All right, I love it. Um, all right, so my first steal. I don't, I don't, I don't care if you do. Or not. <laughs> I'm talking about you know, I love, I love the fact that they got Lafleur in there, Peter Lafleur, um, as their Peter, offensive coordinator, um, because Matt, Laf- Matt Lafleur is really going to have a, I think is going to have a pretty nice impact um, on that Tennessee team and that Tennessee offense. So I really like that one. Uh, and they have a good offensive line. They have a great offensive line. It's one of the best in the league. They have a very, yeah, they have a very good. Offensive I think it was Pro Football Focus is like top four or five. So I'm yeah I'm high on them as well. Uh, so my first steal for this year is currently going in the you know the late 13th early 14th round. He's going as like a wide receiver 61, which I don't agree with Ooh. whatsoever. I think he's a solid wide receiver three right now. And by the time the season ends, I think he could be a higher upside uh, wide receiver two or middle you know mid uh, wide receiver two. Um, so last year his first game of the season was actually in the middle of November. It was right before Thanksgiving. Um, and from then on out, from 11-19 till the end of the season, uh, he was averaging 7.3 targets per game. Okay, so even as the playoffs, he was actually playing pretty really solid. solid. That Pittsburgh game, he looked unbelievable. Um, the Pittsburgh, uh, well, not the Pittsburgh game, the um, the Buffalo game. Buffalo game, he went for eight for uh, he went uh, five for 48. He looks really good. He looks like he has a solid upside uh, wide receiver, and that is D.D. Westbrook for the Jacksonville Jaguars. So, so Marquise Lee, as we discussed earlier, is down for the year. He's done. He won't be back till 2019. So, so it was like it's a pretty big logjam at the wide receiver position, bef- you know, with Marquise Lee before he went down, and then he goes down, and they have you know three solid wide receivers, and then the rookie mm-hmm. they drafted in uh, in Shark, DJ Shark. It's DJ. I, I think so. At, I'm so at. I'm so athletic, but yeah. I don't know how to do yeah, anything Yeah, he, he needs some grooming. <laughs> but, so, based for the most part, it's between Keelan Cole, D.D. Westbrook, and uh, Dante Moncrief to compete for those reps. And I think all of them are going to play. They're all going to get their targets. And that's it. Blake Bortles has looked god-awful in the preseason, but you know what? It is what it is. We'll let that go. <laughs> once they get once they get a hang of everything, the, the offensive line is playing you know strong like they should. Fournette's running the ball well. I think he'll be fine. And I personally think that Westbrook emerges as the number one uh, wide receiver in that on that lineup, you know, on their team because he was a Heisman uh, runner-up, like you said before. Yeah. He is unbelievably good out of the slot. I mean, he is a guy that you can just you know throw a ten-yard pass to, um, you know, across the middle, and he's going to take he's going to take it somewhere. I mean, he's going to get you an extra five, ten, fifteen yards every time. So I like him as a dink and dunk kind of guy. I think his targets and his receptions are going to pile up, and he does have the opportunity for touchdowns. Um, I don't think he's going to you know, reach more than five or six touchdowns in a year at that. But I do think the reception total and the, the yardage could, you know, reach some solid numbers. 
um, in that Jacksonville, uh, you know, wide receiving core. So as the wide receiver 61, he right now would probably be my fifth wide receiver, maybe even sixth wide receiver off the board if I decide to go running back wide receiver heavy in those first 10 rounds. Uh, exactly. He's probably going to be my my sixth wide receiver, and that to me is a steal because I draft him as a wide receiver five or six, and yes, he might rise in the next you know few days when people are getting ready for their drafts now because Marquise Lee went down. But even if he goes in that 12th round, I mean, I'm still drafting four, five, exactly. I'm still drafting five, at least five wide receivers before him. So exactly. I, I love him and his upside, and I think that um, he's going to be pretty consistent for them. I think because if you look at his his targets, you know, granted he has Blake Bortles as his quarterback, so the the, uh, the <laughs> he might get targets, but they might not be in the vicinity of where he is. But he, he look at the targets he got from when he started 11-19. His targets went 6, 10, 9, 8, 2, 7, 9. So only one game where he had two targets. The rest of them, he had six or more targets. Okay, that's big. It is. Because even if he gets seven targets, he's averaging 10 yards per catch. That's 70 yards a game. Exactly, and especially in a PPR. Yeah, exactly. Game, so he's getting, you're, lo- you're looking at over 10 yeah, points. Yeah, he's getting those targets. He's going to get those targets every game. I think he, that Blake Bortles and him built a rapport uh, at the end of last year, that they, and they worked on it. Uh, together and I think that I think I really see him as a high upside wide receiver three even pushing wide receiver two so he is my first steal for this uh, upcoming year I like it I like it I, I, I'm a bigger fan of Keeling Cole yeah. um, either yeah, way yeah I think they're both going to have the, it's, it's, it really it really is Le- Leonard is the only one that you're going to be drafting with confidence yeah from Jacksonville, oh, that's nice. it. I mean, that's, that's it. carries. Just, just plain. He simple. plays sixteen games. Um, he gets three hundred carries. Oh, easily, yeah. he's the dude. He's the he man. Is. He's quite good. He's really showing us that what he did in LSU. <laughs> I mean, because he had some pretty crappy games in LSU. Yeah. Yes, he did. Especially against, especially against Alabama, where he did not show up at all. But now he's in the NFL, and it's like, all right, we forgot all about that. Okay. Yeah, no, but that's they saw something in him and they were right. Well, exactly, of <laughs> course, yeah, and they were totally right, totally, totally. Um, so for for my my last guy to go a little bit in depth, um, I'm actually going to uh, crack open another one. Wow, because, that kind of night. <laughs> uh, well, this guy, I mean, you and I, we were J- Jameson Crowder. Yeah. Okay. We were we were insanely high on him. Terrell Pryor and James well, Crowder. I <laughs> I just want to skip this segment. <laughs> I th- I think that we both said that Crowder was probably going to get flirt with maybe even close to a hundred. I said catches. ninety, I think. Yeah, ninety. I think I was maybe even more generous, and I yeah. might have said. I said. Yeah, probably close to a hundred. Um. Yeah, that didn't that didn't happen. Kirk Cousins, mind you, still finished as top like, eight, what, top eight quarterback. Who the hell was he? I don't know, for? honestly. Chris Thompson. <laughs> I think it was Chris Thompson Chris for part of the year. It was. Ryan Grant. Ryan Grant. I don't really know, honestly, right. but how he finished that high Ter- still is obviously not Terrell Pryor because he didn't. He didn't. Hey, I don't Crowder. want to mention his name. Continue. <laughs> Continue. So Jamison Crowder, mm. I think them getting Alex Smith is, uh, I, I want to say, pretty much a match made in heaven. Uh, at least you you can somewhat say it's a match made in heaven because Alex Smith does not throw the ball more than. What thirty-five yards downfield? Yeah, he's never gonna like throw it more than twenty-five, like, 30, at all. thirty-five yards. Yeah, you're you're not getting long bombs from him, whatsoever. And if you don't believe me, look at Tyreek Hill's numbers from last year. 
Tyreek Hill had a monster season because all he did was deacon dunk, little short passes, and then just burn yeah, everyone. Exactly. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, not that Crowder has that type of speed, but... Exactly, but I mean, Crowder is a bigger body, yeah. but that that is the type of player that Crowder is. You're going to get quick passes from mm-hmm. him. So I think that Crowder, right now he's going in the eighth round, which, mind you, eighth round... You're 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 gonna have at least at least two or three wide receivers probably drafted before him. Two, two definitely. At least you should. <laughs> at least you should. If not, I don't know. I don't know why you're what you what you're doing <laughs> with your life. <laughs> but you're gonna have at least two or three. Um, I think he's going to be as you know as you so eloquently put it last year, uh, peppered. He's he's gonna be peppered with targets this year. So I think that Crowder has. Such a bounce back year this year with Alex Smith. Mind you, they also got Paul Richardson too, who is kind of the same build or the same type, you know, as Crowder. A lot of, you know, short, quick passes. Yeah, with likes, basically. Um, so I think in the eighth round that Crowder is definitely a steal, especially in PPR leagues where he has the potential to finish easily in the top 20. Yeah flirting with maybe 17 16 but the, i mean you this is it's it's gonna have to happen right. like smith is gonna have to throw him a lot well, of passes the, right which it, it's it very well could but happen. the problem with that is i love jameson crowder and i think he's probably my favorite out of the i thought of the washington wide receiver core but the fact is they got paul richardson josh doxson is there granted he's never healthy but jordan reed they're never healthy um you know chris thompson coming back from an injury but these are guys who all catch a lot of balls so Crowder, exactly, Crowder would really exactly. have to emerge and distinguish himself as a threat uh, to, you know, teeter on that 1,000-yard range and that, you know, 85 reception range, what we thought he could do, what he, you know, what we thought he could do last year and, you know, for him to, you know, be in that top 20. And I think it's possible. I do. Um, but he really needs to his, bring his touchdown numbers up too. And I think Alex Smith will hopefully help him in that category. But we might also see Crowder as just a regular guy. So I like him. Um. I do. I like him. I do. I like Crowder, um, but he does have some some things surrounding him. I mean, I have been reading, though, some pretty solid reports, though, that Alex Smith does like throwing. Yeah, he's going to be a favorite target, so, I think. So we'll... Yeah, that'll be one we revisit, because he by week six, we could see Crowder as his favorite target. I mean, Alex Smith does like having favorite targets. We've seen that. Yes. He, he very much enjoys having a favorite target clearly yes. and he will throw it so yeah I, I agree and like it's someone who Alex Smith plays you know throws to someone he can rely on you know in Kansas City it was Travis Kelsey that was his favorite target exactly and, and then Tyreek and Tyreek Hill, Hill obviously but Tyreek Hill made two, a lot of plays on, on his own merit um, exactly exactly but he did like he didn't mind yeah, exactly. throwing to him he was yeah, like exactly. All right. if he can rely on a player and he can rely on Crowder I think Alex Smith's gonna hit him a lot of targets especially because that running game is gonna suck oh we didn't talk about so, that we didn't talk about Adrian Peterson in Washington <laughs> oh my god i mean is it worth it's talking not. about it's I, not i love me some i love me some ap don't get me wrong mm-hmm. when he was healthy he was one of the most exciting guys to watch just the way he ran like his his motions but like it's i mean eh, I don't, I don't for me relevant. he's gone for me I, I actually used to call him ad because he was all day he was he could do it all day and now he is literally just adrian I will just call him it's Adrian just, Peterson because it's just what are you he, doing? He is not going to make too much of an impact. He had one great game for the Cardinals when he was traded from the Saints, 150 plus yards or whatever he put up, 140 plus yards, and, 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 and that's it. 
<laughs> so I just don't see that situation playing out great with fat, well, with less fat Rob and Samaj. Samaj. Oh, God bless you. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so Crowder could just merge, and that passing game could be a very important part of Washington's success, so I like that. Um, my last steal that I will talk about is someone I am super high on this year. Um, I actually have him inside my top 24, I believe. Um, I'll have to check on that in a second, actually. But, um, so my my player from last year was um, probably your last, one of your last few picks um, in your draft, last few rounds of your draft. Um, and he emerged and became the wide receiver 22 by year's end. Okay? Ooh. He finished as a, wide, a top 25 wide receiver. Okay? He had... If you go back through every game of last year, he only had about two or three unstartable games where he was pretty putrid. Um, and those could be for a few reasons. It could be... I love yeah, that word. Putrid. putrid. That, could be, <laughs> that could be for a few reasons, honestly. Um, one of them is quarterback going down. And Who, who is okay, it? Okay, I know. I love, I love, I love the suspense. <laughs> Hold it. One more clue. Not clue. Uh, and, hey, I can, build, I can build suspense. And then, and what I do love most about the situation is the fact that I really think he's the number one on a team that when Carson Wentz is healthy, he's going to throw a lot of passes to Zach Ertz and to my guy, Nelson Aguilar. I love (laughs) Nelson Aguilar this year. I have Nelson Aguilar currently as a wide receiver too. He is number 23 in my rankings. Um, I have him on a line of about 69 receptions, 880 yards, and seven touchdowns, but those numbers could be topped. Um, He is currently being drafted as the wide receiver 42. Yeah, he's being drafted in the tenth round. Wide receiver, but it's like yeah, but but it's like here's the thing with that. It's it's who the hell is making these rankings? Yeah, it's not even <laughs> ranking. these are ADP. I mean, exactly. But it's like you're, yeah, the it's floor, a, really it's ebbs and flows. Really? So so <laughs> the thing is, Nelson Aguilar for his first two years in the league managed what like 500 total yards. I think he averaged yeah about 600 total yards for his first two years in the league, three total touchdowns. And then last year he bursts on the scene with Carson Wentz he, his second year. Um, he bursts on the scene. He, and I said it yeah. last year, I think too in the beginning. Yeah. I was like, this guy is gonna break out this year. Two receptions, 768 yards, and he had eight touchdowns. Alshon Jeffrey is a fragile human being. Alshon does not play a full season. Okay. He's not even. I don't think he's healthy Alshon right Jeffrey now. Alshon right? not healthy right now, and I could see him missing the first few weeks of the season if possible. Okay. That being said, Carson Wentz is not healthy either. Okay. So it does have some flight risk because of that situation, because of Carson Wentz's health. But if we are going to see a similar Carson Wentz in terms of his yardage and touchdowns, Nelson Aguilar is going to be the number one wide receiver on this team. Okay. He was a first-round pick by Philly um, back in 2015, and they want to use him. They like him. I like him. I have drafted him. I enjoy playing him. Okay, Like I said, two three unstartable games last year, but other than that, he was rather solid. You know, He got you a touchdown. He, he had eight games of one touchdown. Okay, Think about that. Out of your 15-week season, to be able to have eight out of those 15 with a touchdown, not you know one game with four touchdowns, is a big deal for me. I love Nelson Aguilar this year. I think with Jeffrey down, with his draft stock being in the 10th round where he's going to be your wide receiver three or four, um, is awesome for me. I am I would be happy starting him every week um, when Carson's healthy, obviously. But if, even if not, even if we're going with Nick Foles... I, even if Foles is exactly, I still like in those it. Two, in those two games uh, that mattered for him in the playoffs, where he had an impact in the playoffs, um, we saw 
Minnesota, we got three three receptions for 59 yards, and we saw New England in the Super Bowl where he had nine receptions for 84 yards. So Nick Foles will use him just as much as uh, as Carson yeah. Wentz will. So I am huge on him this year. He is my actually I love GD, but Nelson Aguilar is my biggest steal. He is my guy. He is my favorite player this year. Uh, I would say he's probably the biggest one of the biggest steals actually out my, there. If you really look at it, stats yeah. and potential and, and and situation on the team. I think talent. And situation and opportunity, I think, are there for him. He saw a hundred. Uh, he saw ninety-five targets. Sorry, a little. I added a little bit to it. It'll inflation. Um, he had ninety-five total targets. Hey, inf- inflation. Inflation is real. Yeah. <laughs> ninety-five total targets last year, and that was with some spotty play at the end of the season with quarterback. Um, and that is with Alshon healthy. And if I think that Alshon is down and Carson is healthy, Nelson Aguilar for me is a locked and loaded top twenty-five wide receiver. So. So. If Alshon Jeffrey, he's still on the on the pup. Yeah, he's still in the pup right now. If he misses now. those, first, if he gets, if if he opens this, if he starts the season on the pup, he misses the first six yep. games. That that means Aguilar could be he could finish the first six even when even when Alshon comes back, Ag- Aguilar could and I'm like. And I can't believe I'm even talking about this because I absolutely despise the Eagles. <laughs> I do not like I do not like the Eagles. I'm a Cowboys so fan. But Aguilar could, in the first six weeks of the season, could easily be a top 15 wide yeah. receiver. And I think hands I think down. every week too. I did exactly. I think almost every week he was like I said he was drafted in the first round by Philly. Philly took a wide receiver in the first round uh, in 2015. So clearly they still want to utilize him. He is going to be their best option besides Zach Ertz, obviously. And if Carson Wentz is healthy or even if Nick Foles is playing and he's healthy, I still love Aguilar just about every week. And this is a steals episode, so we are focusing on why steals are so important to your team. So the fact is that you can draft Such a you can draft him as the wide receiver 42 <laughs> right now, and he could potentially finish as a wide receiver 22 yet again. So that's huge value. That's that's a 20 uh, you know position difference. And I love that. So he is my steal, uh, my second steal for this year. So to recap, uh, my two steals were D.D. Westbrook and Nelson Aguilar. And yours were Mark- Marcus Mariota and Jameis, Jameis's Crowder. Jameis's. <laughs> so those are our steals. Um, some other guys we could just throw names out there as potential steals. So for me, it's yeah. Who do you who do you so like? So mine just quickly. Uh, Jordan Wilkins going into twelfth round right now. He is kind of having a rough preseason, but I do think he could emerge with Marlon Mack. You know, uh, as a question mark running back, questionable running back. Uh, Josh Doxson, another Washington wide receiver going into fourth. I, I don't know how I feel about Josh. Doxson. He's going into fourteenth. He's, he's, he's going to be a red zone. He's going to be a yep. red zone threat. Yep. He's also an injury history kind of guy, but he is going yeah. fourteenth round. Uh, Christian Kirk, who is going to be the wide receiver two for Arizona, he's going in the fourteenth round. Yes. yes, my boy from my boy from Dallas, Michael yep. Gallup. I like it. I mean, who knows? And hey, I just. Travis Frederick, um, I just want to give a shout out to you, my man. I know you're probably not listening to us, but hey, you never know. You know, um, to you and your family, you know, I just hope everything works out well. I'm not even thinking about football, just you as a human being. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, what is it? It's like one Gillian in Barr. every hundred, one in a hundred thousand people yeah. that like inflicted an, with what he. It's got. an autoimmune disease. It's on the severe side. It's yeah. a severe autoimmune disease. Ridiculous. Uh, yeah, it's, it's not. It's not a great situation, it, but you know. It could happen to any. Yep. Could, Mark Mark Schlereth actually it happened to Mark Schlereth, yeah. and it affected him for like one season I think. But I want to say that he actually did end up playing again. So yeah. 
obviously Frederick, I know he's doing all he can. Yeah. Obviously, like his health is number one, but just yeah, autoimmune diseases are a scary wish, thing. We're wish we're wishing the best for you there. They're buddy. a scary thing because they can happen at any point in your life, and they're there for life. So it's it's kind of it's a crazy mm-hmm. thing. Um, so yeah, wishing exactly. him the best. Uh, my last uh, steal is my favorite of the of the Green Bay running back situation, and that is uh, Ty Montgomery. I'm usually not going to touch this situation or any running back situation that has question marks with a 10 foot pole, but he is going last of all the running backs. He's going in the late 11th round early 12th round of some drafts um i've seen him mostly around that 10th round uh area 11th round area but i do love ty montgomery because he can catch the ball and neither one of them are really great uh you know receivers of the football aaron jones or jamal williams so i love ty montgomery working with aaron Rodgers as he did last year to start the year um, so those are our um our main steals um for this upcoming season some some guys to target in your later rounds who could potentially you know impact how you finish your season. Um, you know we we talk so much about the the top you know the rankings and how high we have certain players, but honestly the steals matter just as much as a as a you know a first uh, top fourth round pick. You know steal, steal, this is your bread and yeah. this, this is your bread and it's bread. where you're gonna yeah this make is, your impact. Exactly. I mean yes you can have a value pick right. and but this is. Like like we said in the beginning of the show, I mean Alvin Kamara. Yep. You, it, I can guarantee. I think it was said like mo- more than like fifty percent of teams that actually won, yeah, had Alvin Kamara yep. and and Todd Gurley. I won a league last year. I had Todd Gurley on it, and I also had Adam Thielen. That is two steals right yeah, there. Yeah, the big the big ones and a lot of if it, I I saw the rankings of certain players that were there. Like Kareem Hunt was the other huge one because. Yeah, if you drafted a week before the before yeah, before, right, before um, Spencer Ware went down, but if exactly, drafted like exactly. four days before the season, yeah, he wasn't a he wasn't a great steal. Um, he was a, finished as the run, you know the rushing leader. However, he went in the second round. If you drafted in you know July, he was going exactly. in the seventh or eighth round. So he was a huge steal. Um, so yeah, there's typical. There are guys who make it an immediate impact. Um, you know, right from game one, who could be a steal, and there are other guys who might take you know the first five weeks to develop you know look at look at odell beckham jr when he came out odell beckham jr his first year in the league he didn't play those first six anything. seven games over it was he finished he finished as a top 10 receiver that year i mean so it can happen at any point and uh so that's why we love steel steals are such an important part of the draft process and we hope that these guys make an impact for you um as i hope they will for me because i'm going to draft a lot of them so um, yeah be on the lookout guys no. Right. Anyway, so we not not with me around. We covered a ton of news <laughs> today. Got you uh, updated on some some major stories and headlines in the news uh, for some of the major players in uh, in football. And now we are only what ten days away from the start of the season. I am so excited. Um, it's better than Christmas. Yeah. It really it is. is. It's incredible. That Thursday. Thursday Thursday night. I mean Thursday. It's it's exciting, but then waking up Sunday morning. It's better. It's back. Oh my God! Setting your lineup, looking at everything, you're like, oh. And we're hoping. Who do I start? Yeah, we're hoping those numbers are high for you on Sunday and not low, uh, because we do not want to start with a a loss in week one. But that being said, it happens to the best of us. Never. So you can check us out on Twitter at the Fantasy Fam. Um, you can email us at thefantasyfam at gmail.com. You can also check us out at um, thefantasyfam.com. Uh, we love shout-outs. We love any questions, concerns. 
Um, any, any, anything. anything you need, any, any, uh, football related questions, even some baseball related questions. We got one recently. Um, we're very, you know, happy to help and assist with any situation, um, that you need, you know, help with, um, that'll include when the season starts, who to start, who to sit, who to think about, you know, in a certain matchup. Waiver you know, pickups. Waiver exactly. Pickups. We'll, you know, we'll, we're here yeah. to help you. So please feel free to send us any messages or, um, you know, on, on the website or on Twitter or through email. We are here to help you guys. You can find us on Google Play now, uh, Stitcher. We're still on iTunes, so we're just we're we're getting our name out. Yeah, there, we guys, very much appreciate know. you guys listening, downloading, subscribing. It means the world to us. Uh, we hope to grow our audience and prove you know that we can really help you win your leagues. So, uh, on behalf of my wonderful cousin and I, this is the Fantasy Fan signing off. <laughs>